Louisiana Myths and Folklore, The Voodoo Queen It was early evening and I had just come through the pass, and I could see the lights of Brittany ahead in the distance. Rather than head straight for the city, it was often my habit to pass through Midmare to gather reagents that only bloomed in the moonlight. And of course, that's where I ran into him again. Jacques, in his fine coat, stood at the forest's edge almost as if expecting me. He didn't seem to have any particular agenda and trailed alongside me as I walked the path through North Midmare Way, gathering nightshade and mandrake root as I went. He made small talk, mostly, but seemed on edge as we passed under the shadows of the trees. I left the path then, heading into a grove of trees I knew had bountiful roots and herbs. The grove was well lit by a shimmering will-o'-wisp. I headed toward it, watching my step to not trip over brambles and branches. Suddenly, Jacques' hands grabbed my shoulders, halting my forward movement. Fifolet, he whispered sharply, then gestured I should turn around. I looked around, trying to figure out what he was so worried about. It's just a will-o'-wisp, I said, gesturing at the hovering purple floating creature. There are many of them in Novia. He looked at it dubiously. It is quite harmless, I added. Jacques did not look convinced. He continued to look at the will-o'-wisp, then at me, then back at the wisp, frowning. I laughed and gathered my focus, calling upon the powers of moon magic to summon a will-o'-wisp right there in front of us. It appeared with a whooshing sound, then sat placidly, glowing softly. Fifole, he said more slowly. It still sounded like Fifole to me. Devil spirits, they lure you out into the woods, often to your death. Well, this one's not leading anyone anywhere. Look, I said, running in a circle, and the wisp followed me obediently. Jacques still did not look convinced. You have this as a pet? In my own land, these fairy spirits lure people to their doom. You'll follow it right into a lake and drown. I decided that this would not be a good time to demonstrate that I had taught my wisp to dance. I dismissed it with a wave of my hand. Jacques relaxed noticeably. In the sudden darkness, the lights of a nearby house became visible in the distance. Without a word, Jacques started toward it. We passed under the eerie branches of trees, trees that seemed to watch us as we moved. It was an unsettling feeling. I had never strayed this far from the path before. Jacques walked to the side of the house, which itself seemed to be carved of a giant tree, and peered into one of the windows. He then mumbled to himself at some length in that same Creole patois he'd spoken the night we first met, then walked back to where I stood, hidden in the forest. It is her, he said simply, and started back toward the road. We should leave this place. 
You mean the supposed witch of Midmare? I asked. She's known to live in these parts. She does herbal remedies and such for folk. Similar to my line of work, really. He shot me a glare. I'd recognize her anywhere. Your Midmare witch is Marie Laveau, the voodoo queen. I knew there were rumors of her death were false. Look, there in the window, she lives still. I raised an eyebrow, and then Jacques told me her story. Marie Laveau, the voodoo queen, did indeed provide herbal remedies and was a well-known and influential member of society in her day, which was all the more impressive for being a woman of color during that time in South Louisiana. But it was also said that she communed with the dead and crafted spells on behalf of clients, for good or ill, and engaged in rites with demons. She knew things, that woman. She'd give advice to all the prominent people in town, and somehow she always knew the outcomes. From his demeanor, Jacques spoke of her as if she were someone he regularly passed on the street. He talked then of her funeral, which was attended by people from all over social circles. While it was said that she died peacefully of old age in her home, many people reported seeing her after her alleged death. While her daughters took over her shop, mystery and legend always surrounded what became of her. Whether her magic was real or whether she was a merely a gifted reader of people, her legacy has echoed through the years and become a part of New Orleans history. Even a century later, people still mark an X on her grave, where some claim she is not actually buried, and leave offerings in exchange for magical favors. And at last now, the mystery is solved, he said, as if it were blindingly obvious. She's come here, just as you have, just as I have. But what need have we of voodoo here in Novia? The land itself teems with magic. To emphasize my point, I summon the will-o'-wisp again. Jacques raised his arms and exclaimed something I did not understand, but needed no translation, and headed down the road out of the forest. He called out behind him, If you see one of those fifolets, one that doesn't live in your pocket, don't follow it. And he was gone. The forest seemed to unclench a little. There was a light breeze, like the trees let out a collective sigh. I looked back at the witch's house and saw a face at a window staring back at me. She nodded her head once, slowly, then drew the curtains. By Shimizu, in the year 560.